Welcome back to another episode of the Sweet Shots Podcast. Lucas Johnson alongside Mark Johnson and this empty seat in the middle. We've got our next phone interview. This is a special one for us here today. We've got, uh, I believe, uh, well, it's Steve Neiman and Alex McCarty. And I believe it's tournament and assistant assistant tournament director. Am I am I correct in that, guys? You do, and and you have the pleasure of having our uh, director of sales at the same time as the assistant tournament director. There we go. And so we've got tournament director and assistant tournament director for the Principal Charity Classic. That's a PGA Tour Champions event, um, a great event hosted down in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, and and guys, again, thanks thanks so much for taking some time and and being on the show today. Yeah, you bet. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a fun one because uh, anytime we get to talk a little tournament golf, it's it's a ton of fun. And then you throw into the mix uh, what you guys are doing down in, in Des Moines with uh, the principal and the uh, principal charity and the, that charity side of things for the tournament. Um, talk a little bit about what what uh, what the tournament's all about. I know it's a golf tournament, but as we were alluding to right before uh, it kind of went on. Um, there's a huge charity aspect to that and the impact that has on not only the immediate community, but around talk a little bit about uh, your impact around there. What, what that looks like. Uh, we're, we're obviously very proud of, of our title sponsor and the partnership that um, with principal financial group has with the, the community of not just Des Moines, but throughout Iowa and, and frankly throughout the region. Um, and principal is, is known as a very giving and caring um company and this tournament is just uh, one of the great opportunities and a foundation platform for for them to to get behind what they truly believe um you know they became the title sponsor in 2007 um the tournament has been around in the des moines area since 2001 it actually started as the alliance championship and then principal became the title in 2007 and since they became the title sponsor um the Principal Charity Classic has um, created a platform um, for $45.6 million to be donated back to wow. Iowa charities and children's program programming uh, throughout those um, those charities. We have four official tournament partner charities, and then we have a program. It's called Birdies for Charity, which is separate than our, um, our actual official partners, um, charity partners. And we have nearly 100 um, – Iowa-based 501c3s that participate in that. And that program last year alone uh, generated about a little over um, almost $7 million. And, and our total giving last year was $8.2 million. Wow. So uh, obviously something that we are very proud of, um, principal is very proud of. And I think there's a lot of people associated with the tournament that um, they get involved because of, of that foundation that's built to give back to, to Iowa community. That's fantastic. This is Mark. Uh, I have a question. So that number of giving, uh, it's such an impressive number last Very, year, $7 million. Yes. Is, is this a year round effort to, and I, and I, I imagine it is, it's not something you just flip the switch here at the beginning of the year and we're going to pull off an event and raise $7 million in, in four days with a pro-am. Uh, is this something year round? Can you give us a little snapshot what it takes uh, to raise that kind of money? Sure, I'll jump in and then Alex can, can add color to this. But, um, you know, we launched our Birdies for Charity program um, and it, it intentionally right before the holidays. Um, so it's about a, you know, what we call that a six-month process um, where we're getting the charities involved and 
and obviously the Birdies for Charity program kicks off them and, and people, charities make pledges and then um, there's a lot of matching dollars that go into that, et cetera. But, um, you know, the work that Alex does um, through our sales efforts, which is a year-round um, effort by him and by him and then um, Tyler Hoff, who's on our sales team as well, um, you know, these guys are raising millions of dollars, uh, which allows us to operate the tournament. And then any of the net proceeds go back to um, our official charity partners. But, you know, Alex, if you, you want to add some color to that, please. Yeah, of course. I think, uh, you know, the, the best way to explain it, you know, from a year-round approach and the really, really neat thing about this, about this uh, event here in the Des Moines area is how every, every corporate partner, every volunteer, every attendee, you know, all comes together to, to enjoy this event, whether it be from a fine entertainment perspective or a golf enthusiast watching the, the Hall of Famers coming out or, or the volunteers dedicating their time. Uh, obviously, everyone's aligned that what we're doing is, is raising money for our tournament charity partners. And, um, you know, when we have our conversations in October, November with our corporate partners, they all know that, that you know, their competitors uh, in the business world might might be, um, you know, taking advantage of the same opportunities that they are to get involved with the tournament, but uh, it doesn't matter. You know, they all put their put their uh, the the business side of things aside to uh, to raise, you know, millions for charity. And um, it, just like you said, whether it's on the sales front, bringing bringing in our corporate partners um, to engage them in the tournament, in a lot of different creative ways. Um, yeah, I think that's a neat thing that this tournament does as well. Principal, obviously being the title sponsor, um, it has their, their name squarely on the event and, um, you know, promotes and, and activates around the tournament, um, specifically in, in June, but the year round as well. Um, uh, but they allow other local corporate partners to, to activate, you know, whether it's our, uh, ancillary events like our junior clinic, um, or our pro-ams, you know, we have three different pro-ams throughout the week. Um, it's pretty neat to see all the different companies co- coming together and, and engaging in the, in this event um, to allow, you know, Des Moines to keep, to keep continuing to host it year after year, um, which is pretty special. And then, you know, when you look at it from an operational standpoint, this is in the, in the weeds a little bit, but, you know, you're looking for parking for, you know, thousands of t- attendees each day. Those those parking lots don't necessarily, uh, you know, pop up out of nowhere. So, uh, you know, with the changing uh, uh, landscape in the, in the community or uh, different businesses coming and going, it's always, um, you know, the infrastructure to be able to pull off the event is something we have to take a look at, you know, after each year's tournament and looking ahead to different improvements we can make to the, to the customer experience. Um, you know, it's something we have to do. We start in, in late summer and just continue that process all the way up until the until the tournament in June. That's what I imagine. It's not just to flip the switch and this thing happens. So, uh, yeah, hats off to you and your group, your your crew to pull that off. I, I'm just reading some highlights. 2016 PGA uh, Tour Champions Tournament of the Year. Um, I know folks in Iowa love their golf. If I recall, I believe they still, the USGA considers... Uh, U.S. Senior Open that was held, uh, I believe it was in Des Moines, as their as their best 
if you want to buy every every category, whether it was attendance or profitability uh, for USGA, it was the best senior open they've ever had. Uh, are you familiar with that? And and can you speak to some of that enthusiasm by not only the corporate uh, you know uh, environment there, but also just golfers in general in in the Des Moines area? Yeah, yeah, of course. And I I, I think that's the really neat thing about Des Moines. You know, we we have a. Uh, community that embraces these types of events and you know with an annual event like the prince of charity classic it's something that people mark their calendars and you know whether they they're coming in from out of town it's something they're building their early summer travel around but you know when you look at some of the, the larger events that that come through the city they're always well attended um you know just a, a week or two ago we had the first and second rounds of the of the ncaa tournament here and you know, probably had one of the better atmospheres of the of the first um first round and I, i'm sure a majority of those folks were with the teams traveling in, but, but definitely a lot of local support too. Um, but from a golf standpoint, you know, we've got a pretty rich history. We've hosted the Solheim cup at, at Des Moines golf here uh, a couple of years ago. And obviously that senior open, as you mentioned, is still held in, in high regard. And, and, um, you know, that was a little bit before my time, uh, in the, in the golf world. But, um, from what I've been told, that's really what spearheaded the, the efforts to continue to have a annual event here in Des Moines. Um, they saw the support not only from the corporate community, but from, you know, the ticket sales and volunteers and um, just the amount of folks it brought into to, to our community. Um, at the time, it was Allianz who, who got behind it, but principals obviously carried that torch on for, for you know, over 20 years now where we've had professional golf in, in Des Moines. So definitely a, a, a special place, a lot of good golf courses in this town. Um, obviously, with some of the, the private golf clubs there, they're, they're top-notch, some of the best in the Midwest, but uh, some really underrated municipal golf, too, um, as well. I think Waveland, um, Waveland Golf Course here in, right, in, right in Des Moines is one of the oldest courses um, west of the Mississippi. Um, it, it's really neat um, to be able to host the, you know, the only PGA Tour event in Iowa. It's a pretty, pretty special place. Yeah, it's a fantastic area to play golf. Having having played for North Dakota State in four years, we played down in uh, West Des Moines at Glen Oaks for we had played every year four years, and um, just a great area not only um, for the environment but the golf as well. And and just looking up at the the golf course and and looking at um, you know where you guys get to play this tournament's fantastic. It it was it's a previously ranked number one course in Iowa for a reason. It looks awesome, and the quality of golf that goes through there. I mean, like you alluded to it, there's some Hall of Famers playing this tournament. There's guys that they can get the ball around. This is great golf to watch. Um, I think PGA Tour champions, I mean, they, uh, a lot of the social media on, on PGA Tour regarding these gentlemen is their swing tempos and how great it is to watch these guys swing the club and, and how they hit the ball. And um, some, some awesome golf going on, especially when you look at uh, not only this tournament, but PGA Tour champions as a whole. Um, one of our own won it in 2018. I see Tom Lehman, Tom Lehman, a a, a 2018 champion. So a a good name around here. And, um, I know Bernard Langer was in the, was in the, uh, in the chase there, I think last year, there was a playoff last year. So, um, just some great, great competition going on down there. Um, looking forward to this year, uh, with this tournament, you know, what, what can, we'll, we'll say fans, what can fans expect when they, when they walk through those gates, when they get there, um, you know, what do you, what do you got going on there? We alluded to a couple pro-ams, but anything else that they're, they're looking for? Yeah, I'd be happy to touch on that. I think you, 
you know, to, to talk a little about Wakanda Club as well. I mean, they've been our host host venue for this will be the 10th year now. Uh, we've we've been at Wakanda Club since 2013, and it's just a it's it's a really neat place. I think when we first moved there from from Glen Oaks um, to Wakanda and going to more of a historic you know, course layout, it, it may have been a bit jarring. It's not something that the tour players are used to playing, you know, week in and week out. So it's a little bit of a, a mix up, but it, it definitely brings some different challenges to, to that side of things as well. Um, I think they've really learned to enjoy it. It's probably, you know, reminiscent of courses that they've grown up on um, themselves as they look back on their career. So um, it, it's definitely a neat spot and it sets up from a, from a spectator viewing standpoint, really nicely. Um, you know, we mentioned the, the pro-ams early on. So, you know, as part of the overall tournament week, we hold three different pro-ams, um, in conjunction with the, with the Prince of Charity Classic and, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the, the competition days where the, the PGA Tour champions professionals are playing for, for the Charles Schwab Cup points and, and, uh, the big check on, on Sunday afternoon. But, um, you know, when you, when you get off the, the bus at, at, uh, Wakanda club and walk in the gates, you're essentially about 250 yards from, from the, the heart of the golf course, right? We've got, um, some really neat amenities, um, from a spectator standpoint that you don't need a upgraded ticket for, right? I mean, you can, you can go online and, and purchase a ticket right now for $20 and, I know we have a, we'll be running a, a special discount for your listeners here, which yes. I'm sure we'll get into it in a little bit, but you know, even just our, our general spectator who has a gallery ticket walks in, they can immediately make their way to the fan village where, you know, we're setting up more of a, a beer garden experience with a jumbotron and, um, you know, plans this year to have more of a kid zone. Um, it's something we, we promote quite frequently as kids 15 and under are in free to the, to the PCC. So awesome. truly make it a family friendly event. Um, an area that we recognized we needed to improve on was, was having an area for those kids to go. Um, anybody who's brought a, a 10 year old or, or younger out to a golf tournament, I think knows that the attention span isn't always there. Um, so having a place for, for folks to take their kids to, to uh, burn some steam up um, for a, for a few minutes, I think will be nice. And then, you know, for the golf enthusiasts, we, we really have a couple stops along the way. We, we partnered with um, Michelob Ultra to bring the, the Michelob Ultra Club at the 14th Green, which is open to the public and a really neat viewing deck. Um, a new partnership we had last year was with High Noon. They uh, We've developed a, a really neat spectator viewing um, grandstand right on the 17th tee, which is part of our Green Canyon, which is what we call the 17th hole. It's nice. completely, it's virtually wrapped with hospitality all the way around. Um, and we added in a, a public venue to the tee box, which is honestly probably the best, one of the best viewing points on the golf course. So to be able to get have uh, your gallery ticket and go there is, a, is pretty special. And we want to make sure we have that available to, to everyone, right? You don't have to be a corporate partner to, to get a really cool view. So whether you're you're just out there to have some fun with your friends and, and enjoy a cold, you know, cold beverage and out in the sunshine, or you, you're looking to watch, you know, the world – Hall of Fame golfers that we have, um, there's something for everyone at the PCC, which is what we're, what we're proud of. Yeah. That's, uh, that sounds like a fantastic, uh, viewing opportunity, not only to watch some great golf, but just as a, like you alluded to it, a great family atmosphere and, and getting, you know, giving 
people something to do on the weekends. I was curious, how many spectators do you do you hope for, expect on a daily basis for the tournament rounds, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Do you have a number in mind? Yeah. So we, you know, it's fluctuated year over year. And um, sort of as we're coming back out of, of, you know, the last couple of years with COVID and some restrictions, last year we had almost 60,000 people come through the gates wow. um, throughout wow. the week. That's impressive. At, at Wakanda Club. So we're hoping to top that this year. Um, obviously, the players love having big crowds and, and improve the atmosphere. And, you know, with more people, raises more money for charity. So uh, that's the goal. We hope they hope to get closer to some of the peak years we had around 80,000 people throughout the week, which is which wow. is always exciting. That's that's amazing. And, and to get to get that level uh, of play out there and then making sure you get people to watch them. I mean, that's awesome. I'm sure those guys just love playing. Uh, when they when they can get some some people behind them and watching, um, an interest. So a note here, I, I, we touched on it before. You've got uh, some areas of volunteering. Is that something that anyone can just sign up and do? Do you guys have a still have a need for some volunteers? Is there uh, something we can, you know, get out there where people can go sign up if they need to or if want to volunteer for the tournament? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one, Alex. I, you know volunteering is such a unique thing in the, in the world of golf. Um, you know, it allows people to get closer than probably any other sport. I mean, you know, the, being a spectator, you can get pretty close to the platform that, <clears throat> excuse me, that Alex was just talking about with high noon. I mean, you're literally standing and looking straight down, um, on the players on that 17th tee box, fun. which is fantastic. That'd be really cool. But a volunteer actually gets to stand at the base of that structure and was is within arm's distance of yeah. of arguably some of the greatest golfers in the world. And and um, you know what I what I we checked with Karina this morning and, and we're pacing really really well. I mean, it takes about 1,200 volunteers for the week um, to wow. make this engine go. Um, our staff kind of just steps aside and tries not to get in the way of those 1200 people because they really do run the tournament, um, for us. We're at about 800 volunteers right now. And so we do need some more volunteers and people can go to our website to, to sign up and do that. Um, and marshalling is the biggest place that we need assistance. Um, you basically own a hole, if you will, um, I've had some great experiences over my years of being in this industry of watching people come together um, that don't know each other, but start these fantastic friendships and marshalling a whole is a way to do that um, where they take vacations for the year and they all come together. These people have known each other. There's a group of guys I got to know in Mississippi when we were doing a PGA tour champions event there, they had a cul-de-sac. They all lived in this cul-de-sac together. And they would have a big fish fry um, the, the day before they would start um, volunteering at the tournament. And they, these, some of these guys had moved away, and then they had come back. And the fish fry was the kickoff for them to own a hole and marshal it. And it, the group had grown over the years to the degree where they were doing lottery picks um, for the group because there's only so many people that can volunteer for a whole. So it's really fun to that's watch awesome. the camaraderie. And, and I think volunteering does that in a, in a way um, that's, again, unique and especially unique to, to, to PGA Tour Champions Golf. And you do all the training, right? I mean, these folks, they don't have to have necessarily any previous experience. You just really need to sign up. Um, and and you do, you'll, you'll do the training. 
We will, uh, in in partnership, obviously with the with the uh, our friends with the PJ Tour champions. They bring staff on site, and we we're very fortunate that that they do most of the training. And you know, you don't have to be. I think that's one of the things that that people you know have this misnomer about. Um, this is about community engagement. This tournament, as Alex said a few minutes ago. Um, it, there's something for everyone to be involved. You don't have to be a golfer. You don't have to have golf knowledge. There are lots of committees. I think we have 24, 25 different communities, uh, excuse me, committees with volunteering. So some of those don't require any, any golf knowledge. So um, we want everyone to feel like they have a place at the Principal Charity Classic. That's amazing. And, and like you alluded to, I mean, this is a great way to get inside the ropes for someone. I mean, to watch some of these best players inside the ropes, whether it's owning a hole or, or just being a part of, of the tournament, it's a great way and, and volunteering. And so, uh, for those interested going online and, and that's, uh, the tournament website, right? Principal charity classic. Is that where they're signing up? Yes, sir. That That's correct. It's, and there's a, a volunteer tab there at the top and it's very simple to, uh, to follow that process and, and sign up to volunteer. How about if there is someone out there uh, on a corporate level? Uh, is it, it has the is the door still open? Window still open? If if we have a listener that wants to get involved, maybe on on a corporate level where they have a a, a tent or uh, some type of just some support financially, is that still available? Absolutely, uh, we're, we're, we'll we'll uh, we'll have those opportunities available all the way up until tournament week. So um, happy to engage. Obviously the the windows closing on the amount of creativity we can we can have with some of the partnerships that we we bring together. But um, if every, if anyone's interested in, in learning more about the opportunity or how they can align their brand with with the PCC and the good work that we do here in in Des Moines, um, we'd be happy to have that conversation. And um, you know, we, we we bring in sponsors from all over the country too i think that's another interesting thing you know uh whether it's playing in the pro-am or flying in for for some of the hospitality um we really do have folks coming in from all over so absolutely uh that information's on the website as well under our our sponsor tab and my my contact information's all there and uh, would be happy to, to talk about that but um yeah we've got a blank canvas and can come up with some really creative creative ideas to uh to activate around the tournament that's awesome. And if I could, if I could add something to that, real, real absolutely. Quick. You know, we're we're firm believers in listening to what our potential sponsors' interests are. You'll never see us give here's package A, B, or C. And um, you know, Alex does a great job of customizing and personalizing um, each experience for a sponsor. Sometimes people just want to engage. Um, companies want to engage in the charitable giving part of what we're doing. We have a platform for that. Obviously, we've talked about that. Um, but then there's people that want to bring folks in from other parts of the country and entertain their clients. And there's four or five different options. So we ask a lot of questions and we're trained to do that and then listen really well and um, put together packages that, that, that work time and time and year after year for, for our clients. That's awesome. There's some fantastic opportunities out there for, for everyone to get involved, whether at the corporate level or just volunteering at the individual level. Um, and it behooves me, and I think this is a correct word, but we haven't talked about the dates of the tournament dates, May 31st through June 4th. So it's going to be here before we know it. Um, and it's a great, great week of golf down in, in Des Moines, Iowa. So some fantastic opportunities. 
And with that, getting into, um, we're talking tickets and, and purchasing that is that's available on the website as well. It is, it is everything for the most part all, all runs through there. So any, any questions you should, should be able to be pointing in the right direction. And, um, our, our tickets are on sale. We have a few different, um, options that are available. I mentioned the gallery ticket, um, you know, which is your admission in. we've got a few VIP options as, um, as well for folks, if they're interested in that, um, you know, and one other piece we'd, we'd want to, um, uh, make sure we talk about is our heroes outpost. So if there's any, um, veterans or, or active military and their families, um, they have the opportunity to, to request tickets into our heroes outpost, which is located at the 13th green. So that it's complimentary admission for, for those folks and their families to, to enjoy the tournament. So all of that's available on our, our ticket website, um, can all be purchased online, and, uh, downloaded electronically. So, uh, super simple process and, um, hope folks, uh, are able to join us join us there the first week of June. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a great thing you guys are doing, uh, uh, with the heroes outpost. That's, that's fantastic. And, and with that, you know, we, we were able to kind of work out a deal. So if you go on online, you're looking to purchase some tickets, um, at checkout, if you use the code sweet deal 23, that's S U I T E D E A L 23. Um, that's going to get you $5 off a gallery ticket and $25 off you uh, the VIP fairway club ticket. So a nice deal there, uh, courtesy of the principal charity charity classic for our listeners. Again, that's sweet deal 23 S U I T E D E A L 23, uh, get you some discounts off some tickets, uh, and get you in the door to watch some fantastic golf at one of the premier venues down in, in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. That Wakanda club, there is a Fargo connection to the Wakanda club. Oh, no kidding. Fargo country club and Wakanda country club. Jack Webb, Longtime professional at uh, at Wakanda was also the head professional at Fargo Country Club, and had won the North Dakota Open. I think when I looked it up, it was nineteen sixty five. Oh wow! Accomplished player and was a longtime professional in in the Des Moines area. So our Fargo listeners, uh, some of those some of those listeners knew uh, Jack Webb for sure, uh, and uh, they're members of Fargo Country Club. There's your connection. Let's all we'll road trip to Des Moines and and uh, revisit where Jack. Uh, Made made a living and and uh, was was such a vital part of the golf community in, in Des Moines. That's awesome. So that's going to do it for uh, for our first half here. Uh, Steve and Alex, thank you guys so much for hopping on with us and and kind of breaking down this tournament. And like we said, we're going to have you guys back on closer to the tournament. We'll we'll dissect it a little further then as well. But again, thanks so much for for taking the time and and at least introducing this to our to our listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We we appreciate the time and and always enjoy uh, telling people uh, about the great work that Principal Charity Classics doing. And uh, we'll look forward to joining joining you guys back again uh, later on in the spring and and hopefully seeing you all down there uh, May thirty first through June fourth. Awesome guys, Excellent. thank you so much. Uh, we'll we'll talk later. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Bye bye. So again, that's uh, Steve Neiman and Alex McCarty, um, tournament and assistant tournament director for the Principal Charity Classic. Thanks so much to them for coming on again one last time. Uh, if you're looking to get some tickets to the Principal Charity Classic at checkout, enter the the code Sweet Deal twenty three S U I T E D E A L twenty three for five dollars off your gallery tickets and twenty five dollars off the VIP Fairway Club tickets. Um, it's a great chance to watch some fantastic golf with some great players down in Des Moines, uh, not too long of a trip down there. It's 
to get some good quality golf. So stick around on the other side of this break. We're going to get into it. Chuck's going to be back here. We're going to get into a little DFS and breaking down uh, some great golf being played at the, at the uh, PGA tour level um, moving forward. So stick around. We'll be right back. This segment brought to you by sweet shots. It is our one year anniversary. We're going to celebrate the right way. It begins this Thursday night with a little uh, live music in the lounge, Jim White, followed by Friday night live music. We have the uh, Crop Dusters. Saturday, the Johnsons, and uh, both the Crop Dusters and the Johnsons, 7 to 10. Thursday music, uh, 6 to 8.30. Uh, Tuesday, April 4th, happens to be our exact one-year birthday, and uh, we're going to offer a little promotion. If you bring a non-perishable food item in, you get a free hour of golf. Uh, if you come during happy hour, you can trade that can of Campbell soup in for a can of Bush Light or your favorite can of beer. Raising uh, awareness to the uh, uh, the food bank here in the community. Uh, so that's Tuesday, April 4th. Prior to that, though, come on out. We've got a scramble celebrating uh, one year anniversary. That's Saturday morning. Sign up and information for all these great events are online at SweetShots.com. Let's have fun today. Why not? Let's, Let's have, have a good time. Yeah, That's going to be a great time. It's going to be, uh, I think, uh, just an all-around party. In one year. I can't believe it's already here. I sure, know. Sure it feels fast. a heck of a lot longer than that, and here we are, still learning. But it's it's fantastic. Chuck, welcome back in. Hey, thanks. We missed you in the first half. We talked some some great, great uh, golf down there with, with Steve and Alex, and, and uh, excited for that tournament coming up uh, end of May. So we got the invite down there. Right. You not being here, Chuck. I, I don't know if that is extended to you or how that works. That's about right. <laughs> That's a world-class event. World-class yes. event they put on there. And, uh, you know, in our region, it's certainly accessible. It's not that long of a drive uh, to Des Moines, and it would definitely be worth your while to go down and see those players. And, I mean, the the general admission price at 20 bucks, I think, is what he was saying. Plus, we've got the code, again, sweet deal, S-U-I-T-E-D-E-A-L, 23 Five dollars off that uh, wow. general admission and twenty five dollars off your VIP. That's on the website. You go out there, you yep. enter that code, and yep. if wow, you were here that neat. first half, you would have got all. Oh, well, some of us were moving snow. LJ, you believe we're still doing that today? Huh? Ridiculous. Well, dreaming of warmer weather here, guys. We're almost there. We're almost to the Masters. That's next week. This week, though, we're focusing in on the Valero Texas Open. But before we get there, some. Awesome golf being played this last week at the match play, which I guess we didn't even talk about it last time. This is the last iteration of the WGC Dell match play event. That's what they're saying. Yeah, might be yep. changing a little bit. Yep. That's unfortunate. Which, yeah, it is unfortunate. I think match play is is one of the purest forms of golf. I've, I Just uh, in terms of pure watchability, I get from an advertisement standpoint, maybe not the best because you might have a match that ended like the last one and blow out, and all of a sudden you got an hour of golf left to fill without a tournament, but in terms of the storylines, we almost almost had it, the yeah. Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy championship yeah. finish lineup. Yep. I mean, talk about potential there and the, the consolation match. I mean, we did get a little bit about that, but you just get a sense they weren't quite yeah. firing on it on all cylinders there for a consolation match. Well, and they were both in position to win that match. Yeah, Rory yeah, was two up with four to play yeah. and didn't get it done. 
you know. Um, so, yes, we almost got that dream matchup. It did keep me engaged, though, because I wanted to watch those two wanted, guys play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so even for a third third place, I, I did tune in. I don't know if you're – You do get the sense – and this is this is my opinion in, in a match play event, Rick, because you talk about how many birdies these guys made over the week and what yeah. makes this different than a normal – a normal tour event. I thought I saw during uh, Roy McIlroy and is he playing Cam Young? Is that who he was playing? He played Cam Young. Yep. Cam Young. Before their match, they were combined 75 under par. Wow. Well, it's a birdie golf course. I mean, that's why they're that's, hosting okay, it. That's true. Yeah. You get the golf course set up is, is easier in terms of birdie golf. But do you think that a match play, something switches in their brain where like in a match play scenario, it's it's something a little different than if you put them on a you know, put them on that golf course and say, you know, you've got 72 hole stroke play. I agree with that. That mm-hmm. take, I mean, Thursday in a stroke play event, you're probably playing a little more conservative mm-hmm. in general, maybe not the whole field. Well, they got like two drivable par fours on that back nine. Right. So yeah. it's not like you're going to be firing, firing at those. Well, in a stroke play event, you're probably throttling back the first yeah. couple of days and then, you know, but match play, you're just going. For the most part, it creates yeah. some great hammer down, great golf to watch, and yeah. and you talk about the differences in the in the the thought processes there. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed. How watching about Hoagie going like three under, five under, two under, or three under, and he went over yeah. three. Well, and that's just that's it crazy. goes to we talked about the pool play coming out of it, and like who to avoid, and I'll take credit, you know, avoid Scotty Scheffler for as long as he can, right? I mean, he was a lawnmower for the longest time up yep. until that that semifinal match, but yeah, I mean. Tom did not make it out of pool play and yeah. shoot a combined 11 under par. I mean, that's going to get it done in a lot of places. Just Who got out of his pool again? Do you guys remember? Who I've looked and I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. But that's there was a long. few guys that went 0-3, and I bet they're yeah. all well <clears throat> under par. Right. Between that and, like, you look at Ricky Fowler to get in the Masters, Ricky needed to make the quarters, and he was 2-0-1. He didn't lose well, he a beat match. beat Rom. Yeah. He didn't lose a match. He was two zero and one, but the or no, maybe he lost one. He match. lost the he one. lost one match because yeah. uh, was it Billy Horschel got out I of it, he and it. he yep. was two zero and yep. one. Yep. So it's like splitting hairs as far as you yep. know. Rory missed it by or uh, Ricky missed it by half half a point to get potentially a bit into the Masters. So, yeah. but well, I'm giddy to know your guys' scores because I'm feeling really good about my team. Uh, uh <laughs> no. What do you mean? No, uh, I, I had another. Well, I guess my week was moderate. My, I was middle of the pack. I did have Cam Young, so okay. I mean, it was nice cloak. Yep, it was close, but he was my only guy. I think to make it in the final a, four a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was middle. I'll get it off my chest. I, I cashed four oh five seventy five. Four oh five. Yeah. Four hundred. How about this? Will Zalatoris, right? Yeah. Did he play? He plays one hole his third match. And then he quit? He lost one in 17. Ouch. What? One? Yeah. What are you talking about? He lost. He withdrew on his third match. Is he hurt? I haven't seen anything hurt, but I'm guessing because he lost his first two matches. So he was. Matsuyama did this only. Played two matches too. Both those guys. Well, Matsuyama's playing this week, but like Will's playing in the Masters. I mean, do you you suppose if they're looking at their bracket and somebody else has gone two and zero and they go, "I'm zero and two, I'm done. I'm I'm playing in the Masters in two weeks." I mean, what if your match is imperative for the finals? Yeah, and I don't figure out who gets out. I don't know who he played that last round, but yeah, no, I. 
I looked at that. I checked after that third day. I'm like, one in 17? What? <laughs> and then they get bonus points for number of wins, number of yeah. holes well, won. It goes, it goes uh, three holes won, 12 holes yeah. lost, 17 holes tied. And then that's your that's your point totals. Okay. And uh, So four what? <laughs> what was your total? 405.75. Okay. That'd not be not bad on a stroke play event. No, a solid. Okay. I won last week. You did. Do so I, I, go, do I do you ooh, go first? Hey, actually, I quick so. answer. Will Zalatoris was playing Max Homa because Max okay. Homa, round three, won. He won that round one and 17. I don't understand one and 17. Me either well, do I. Forfeit after the first hole, so you're one up. How many points does holes ago? I wonder how many Homa got. Did he get penalized then? Because they get birdie points. Yeah, I don't know how that works. In the event. Three matches. So in, one so in DraftKings, they're not being awarded points. That's what they're not making yeah. birdies. I got screwed over. That's what that is. Sure is. Well, you got to anticipate that stuff, LJ. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should have known. That's yeah, on yeah. me. That's on me. All right. I think as champ, Mark, you go last. Okay. That was painful to even say as champ. champ. Three three weeks in a row. And I think I was quoted last show saying, I don't care how I win, yeah. just as long as I won. Three in a row. Unprecedented. Well, I had Chef and McElroy, if you remember that. So did those I. are my you did not. You didn't have those two. Yeah, I do right here. What? Do I have the right team? No, because remember you're looking at me, you're like, that's a solid team. That's a great team. Didn't he, LJ? You remember I this? I thought both of you guys top loaded. Yeah, I did top load. Oh, okay. Then I had Billy Horschel. Yeah. He got out. Good. Right? He came out of there. JJ Spawn was the wild card guy. Yeah. He came out of there. Yeah. Deal. I got JJ. Spawn. What are you? <laughs> What's going we on? We might have to go to the recording. What? Maybe I got the wrong team here. He just picked the highest earning what team, the? this guy over here. Yeah. I'm going to replay this. But anywho, 663.75 was my number. Huh. Not even close. Okay. I'm at seven seven four fifty. Oh, please, <laughs> huh? Yep. Something called Hughes one twenty six ninety and uh, Poston, 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 JT Finau. Yeah, Spawn. Do I, maybe I got the wrong team, but I think I beat you with either one of my teams. <laughs> oh boy, jeez. What? How many points did you have? Six six three. I don't know which team was my. Uh, we're gonna have to. Maybe? He's entering so many teams, he doesn't even remember which team. Was, was that my team, you think? Scheffler, Homa, Fitzpatrick? That was your team because I didn't like your Fitzpatrick. Yes, you had to fit. You had, you you had, had fit. 641. Thank you. Uh, Let's go. 663. 663. Yeah. I had Spawn, Scheffler, Homa, mm-hmm. Fowler. Yeah, Jeez, this is a good yep. team, that's, but Fitzpatrick that's killed me. I didn't like Fitzpatrick because he my other me. guys were my team. He screwed me the week before. I'm going to slide the goat this way, please. Yep. You own him. Yahtzee. <laughs> well, a full month of winning would have been a little uncomfortable at family functions. There you go, Chuck. Back where he belongs. Congratulations. You Thank you. All so, right. So that's a great, great week of golf last week. We're looking forward to Larry. Well, okay. Just a recap story, yep. though. I yep. mean, cool. the lesson there, and I know this came out a little late for the listener, but we'll, well, actually, they're not going to do this event again. But on match play events, it's all about this playing the brackets and making sure you get as many guys through as optimally as you can, right? And that's where, Mark, sounds like you did that. All three I did of my that. teams. I was profitable on each of my entries. I had five entries in it. And I made money on all of them. Yeah. There you go. And Fun don't, week. don't draft Will Zalatoris. 
Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. All right. Uh, looking forward to this week. Valero, Texas Open. Um, sticking in sticking in Texas, obviously. We've got uh, a weaker field, I guess you'll call it, but it does get sandwiched between two elevated events, one of them being the Masters. So um, guys that are in the Masters might take a week off. Some of them are, are playing. Chuck, I think you said 10 of them are playing. Yeah, I, I saw a list. I'm, 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 it's near 10. Near 10. Yep. You brought up a good point. How many of those guys are really going to be grinding all out, spending mental energy trying to, you know, maybe now it's just fine-tuning a game instead of, yep. you know, really, really grinding it out. But, um, you know, I think I saw Tyrrell Hatton's front front loading the, this with the with the best odds. Yep, coming into this, um, so he's gonna be your strongest, strongest hitter um, from there. Chuck, you got course notes on this one as far as what to look out for here. A little bit, yeah. So I was just taking a look at the previous winners here. So JJ Spawn is the defending champion, uh, thirteen under, and then Jordan Spieth, eighteen under, Corey Connors, twenty under. That was nineteen. They didn't play it in twenty with pandemic. So you look at the list. There's these guys that have. That are in the in the uh, in the tournament that have won it before. So Spawn, Connors, I don't know about Landry, Andrew Landry, if he's playing again, seventeen under. Uh, I know Charlie Hoffman, he's in it. Yeah, cheap this week, so he's. Pretty... I usually pick him up too. He's one of my guys. Yeah, he is. Um, Adam Scott, I don't think Adam's playing this week though. In lead up to Masters, um, and then Kevin Ch- Chapel, 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 he won it in eighteen. Uh, so those guys obviously have some pretty good course history. Um, average to par is 13 under as the winner, typically around that number. Um, I have, for key stats, it's a driver-friendly golf course in that you can spray it a little bit and get away with it. It's the guys that spray it big time that are going to get in trouble. And it's tea, or, uh, tree-lined, right? It I is. think it's the, the oak course, I yep. think, is the TPC yep. San Antonio oak course. So as it kind of implies. The rough's not as, as penal and thick. as So in essence, if you miss a fairway, you can kind of get away with it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm focused a little bit around on strokes gra- uh, gained around the green. Guys that are going to... Uh, I think have a little bit of an edge is those guys that can get up and down um, and bogey avoidance. Those are the ones I'm, I'm taking a look at. Uh, you mentioned masters next week. It's interesting. You always kind of run a little risk taking the big dogs here where if they're playing a little poorly, just check out, kind of check out and get yeah. down the road. Cause they're going to Augusta. They want to go, they want to get there. Miss the cut on purpose so they can get to Augusta. Play even maybe is Sunday. that risk? Yeah. Can, you, can you say on purpose? Like, would you miss a cut on purpose? Do you think? If if I was staying in the Butler cabin, <laughs> I yes. had a room for me at Butler, and I could probably get a tea time Sunday morning at Augusta, and I'm probably going to miss the cut You're on just Friday afternoon. Play that round as fast as you can. And you got maybe. buddies that are going to be there that you like to play with, like JT and others. That yeah, you maybe. Know. I mean, I'm not. I hope people don't think I'm a bad guy if I do that, but I just. I'd want to get to Augusta. Yeah. So there's that risk. And there's, I think you say about 10 or so guys that are in this event that also are playing in Augusta. I like the angle of you need to win to get in like a Ricky Fowler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super motivated. Yeah. Now, is that too much pressure? I don't know. Maybe. But he's playing well. 
he is playing well. I was really pulling for him during the match play, um, and it, his game looked well, uh, pretty solid. He had, he, missed, he was a tie away from getting That's at crazy. least into a playoff, right? Mm. So he's that close. So yep. One guy I wrote down is somebody who plays well at TPC type tracks is Siwoo Kim. Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Siwoo, I would look out for that guy. He's kind of my. He's the guy I'm. Not to give away my lineup, but that's he'll be on my he's lineup. Your, he's yep. your horse. Yep. So um, I would go take a look at course history, and then that, that uh, for me, it's going to be strokes green, uh, gained around the green. And I see. I mean, it's a pretty cookie cutter course. It's nothing that's too crazy. Um, not necessarily one where you've got a course history is good, yes, but it's not necessarily like you, there's a whole bunch of quirks that you're going to try and figure out that that yep. week. So might be a good week for some daily. You know, yeah. the wind typically, watch the forecast, yeah. wind blows in Texas a little bit. really blowing last week, too. Yep, so maybe watch some morning yep. pairings. Um, could be an opportunity there. This is a little, it's a little quirky with a major next week. Yep. You, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit of, not a guessing game, because you guys are solid with your, with your uh, analytics there, but uh, dailies might be a strong, strong play. I like that, Mark. Dailies, leveraging weather. Um, how about the guys that are from Texas that play in the wind? Yep, that'd be another thing. I think a person could find a Texans, guys that played in Texas growing yep. up or in college, yep. and just make a team with Texans. Yeah, you could. There's, it, it makes a difference, yeah, especially if the wind starts to blow. Well, yeah, you, you look at the different styles of golf they have to play even just around the country. I mean, from the southwest, there's not a ton of wind, and you get, you know, kind yep. of the – even the even the southeast and the different grass they're but playing on there. Grass. I mean, it's just that, that, yeah. So I would uh, yeah. There's some there's some fun options this week that might give you the edge over somebody that's just looking f- to fill a team with names. Yep, yep. I like it. I like it. Who's going first? Well, the the goat of the week goes first. Yay! All right. <laughs> I mentioned my number one guy, and he is the most expensive. But I'm going to go start my team with Siwoo Kim. Ooh. At 9,700. Then I'm going to go uh, some Europeans. With the wind in mind? Is yep. that kind of the yep. idea? Yeah. Thomas Dietrich. He's only missed one cut and he was sick. He bowed out of that. So I'm going with Cut Maker. Nice. I like his sing singing too. Yeah. I can really sing. You're Not Daltry or Dietrich. Oh, that's Daltry. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> then I'm uh, going to go Adam Shank. Ouch. <laughs> I know. What a name. What a name. He's got a lot to overcome before he even puts a peg I in the know. ground. Scary, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I've got um, another European. Oops. Shank's not European. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Going back to the yeah. D-tree. Nikolai Holger. Holgard. Holgard? He just played uh, really well in Puerto uh, Dominican. Yeah, he's... Chicana. He, he's 8-8. Eight eight. Um, yeah, he finished second yeah. last time out. Yeah, I think he was okay. leading on Sunday. That's a good play. He's a young yeah. uh, bomber. I think he's he's uh, I think he's hungry. He's going to come in here, and he's going to hopefully make a cut. Then I'm going, uh, oopsie, let me make sure I choose that. I almost pulled a mark. <laughs> Sam Ryder. Heard of him. Yep. Okay. Although, isn't he the guy that wears the pants that I don't joggers, like? Yeah. Oh, I might have to remove Sam. Okay. Just because no, the jogger joggers. guy. And then my last guy is Nicholas Taylor. Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor. Nice. Yep. So, like and his, he's, his he's is recent. based off recent form. I was going to say he's, he's played well. well here. Yeah. Before. So, I like that. N- there's not a flashy. I don't have a follower, but I'm going to go just steady and hope these guys are 
Mm-hmm. Going to keep me right on in the goat. It's mm-hmm. solid. Thank you. All right, I'm going Fowler because I, I I think that that drive to get in the Masters is huge for that guy, and you've seen it before here. I think uh, guys over the years, the tournament before the Masters, it brings out some good golf in some of these guys. So I'm going Fowler, and then I'm going with the Texas guy, um, Bo Hostler, has played well here in the past, and I think he went to the University of Texas. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. yep. You know, so there's my Texas and any. And he's trending. I think Bo is one of those guys that he needs to get out of his own way a little bit at times. And uh, um, he was 7,700. So that's kind of why I put him on the team. Um, uh, Ray, R-A-I. Oh, yes. Aaron Rye. Yep. Aaron Rye. The guy's got a great golf swing. Yep. yep. He's he's a cut maker. He's solid. Um, I think he played well here last year. I, I took a peek at last year's results. Mm-hmm. So I was going off course history. And results from last year, and then maybe do they fit in my budget? I also have Adam Shank. It's Adam, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got work to do. You know, he he came close in position, learning experience. Mm-hmm. I think you got to have the defending champion on your team, JJ Spawn. He played mm-hmm. well last week. He in did the match play. He played really well. It's a good pick. Defending. Yeah. I, I like that. that. I like that. Yep. And what's, then around price point eighty nine hundred. Okay. So I have two. You know, with Fowler and mm-hmm. and Spawn, they're expensive. But where I made this up was at seven thousand dollars. Can we guess under the radar? Can we guess that he's going to be older than forty-five? Correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, a funky hat. Patty playing? Padraig Heron wow. yes. is playing. How about that? About that pick? Yes. He's, he's worked on age. Forget about his age. This guy's creating ball speed. Yes, he can play out there with these guys, yes. and he's done it. He's made cuts on the PGA Tour. Um, so. Matter of fact, he's got four top tens that might include his champions tour and seven out of eight cuts made. So, um, you know, and I, I'm kind of riding a trend where I've, I've been with three out of four weeks winning, um, and probably nice finishing point. second, the other, the other three out of seven weeks. Um, not that I'm keeping track, but what I'm doing is trying to top load and mm-hmm. then finding value picks. And if your value picks play well, that's a bonus. Boom. That's a bonus. So. All right, I like that. I we we share some. I nailed your senior player. So I knew funny. it, Patty. Okay, sorry. No, hey, that's fine. That's fine. Um, we share quite a, uh, not quite a few, a couple of guys on there. Um, I also went the Fowler route. I, I think his game's on an upward trend, and he's got some motivation this week. Then I went with the uh, Taylor Montgomery, and I'm keeping in mind some of the statistical strengths for this golf course as far as driving and uh, strokes gained approach. Um, bogey avoidance is in there and Taylor Montgomery's in there. He's 12, 14 cuts made with four top 10. What's his price point? 99. Okay. So he's my second most expensive, uh, there, but then I stick stuck around the 7,900 range. I also have Aaron Rye. Mm -hmm. I think he's, he's a good value pick at 79. And then I went Brendan Todd, who I think is probably one of the best value picks. He plays well here last year too. Plays well last year. And you look at his recent, Form. I mean, he's 27th in the players, 39th in the Arnold Palmer. He was second at the AT&T Pro, Pro-Am. I mean, the guys played solid yep. golf this year. Good. That's 7,900. That's that's pretty good. Then I went Akshay Batia. He's on a special uh, membership exemption yeah. Yeah, off the great, Corn Ferry. Great round last week. Won, uh, yep. I think, what, 63, the, 64? The yeah. Punta Cana. I mean, yep. he's, he's playing, playing well. I think he was top 10 down there as well. Um, they don't even have I his just, picture. Just missed. They don't even have his picture on the app. 
He was second in the Puerto Rico. <laughs> He's got a good looking mug, too. Yeah, I was going to say they should have his picture on it. I like his hair. Yep. Crazy. Lefty, too. Lefty. Um, so Akshay at 7,000, and then my flyer of all flyers is Charlie Hoffman. Oh, yeah. Chucky. He's only made four of 14 cuts. Yeah. His game hasn't quite been there, but nope. he's going to turn it around here. Yep. Is he a Texan? He kind of looks like a Texan. I, th- I mm, think he's from Southern California. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, he the always flowing plays locks always and... play flowing locks. I'm Did just you kidding. see his bug shot? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, oh, I've seen Chucky. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, he's my flyer at 7,000. I need someone to round it out. I think he's, he's turning it up. I'm sorry. Who's your pick before that again with no picture? Akshay Batia. Is that who we're watching on TV? Probably. This, yeah. Um, lefty. Yeah. Played with Pepperdine also? Uh, yeah, I wanted to say Pepperdine. I don't know if that's 100% true. He's got some swagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the guy. He's very no, confident. I was I was high on him last year when he was playing Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, the guy's broke through. He was second yeah. at the Puerto Rico. I mean, the guy's got talent. Yeah. There's a, there's a name. I... Yeah, trending the right direction. Good pick. All right. So, so I know both of you guys have Fowler, and that's uh, my heart's there. I want him. I really want him to win this. But in DFS world, right, he's going to be super chalky. So as you as you look to build lineups, I would expect he's going to be at least thirty percent owned in these contests. Sure. So how to be different is to not have Ricky on your team, and then you. You know, you don't never want, you never want to wish bad about a guy, but if he if he does struggle, you get struggle. You just you boom, you just jumped over thirty percent right. of the field, right? And That's I'll say leverage. again, I'm not playing against the rest of the world. You're just trying to beat us. I'm just trying to beat you guys. <laughs> All right. Which out of the last seven weeks, I've had no worse finish than second. But just saying. You're welcome. I'm, I'm well, taking a break. I'm taking LJ a break. I wasn't here. True. Two of two. Two of two. Oh, Lord. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, I know we touched on it, but next week uh, with Masters Week, yeah, that's going to be super exciting. Yeah. And I'm, I think I'm anticipating with, with the bank of knowledge that we got here with how excited we are. I know we've all got some uh, some sort of Vegas odds on the, on yep. the tournament and break that down. But uh, I think it's going to be a great show next week. I uh, really looking forward to that. Me too. And I know that yeah. one is huge course history. I mean, when it comes down yeah. to it, and you look at a an event that's always played at the same venue, um, I'm excited for the three of us to break that one down. And I think we're going to be able to some pull out some some real strong teams for the listeners to be able to to leverage. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's a one. It's a golf course where the first year player does not win there. Fuzzy Zeller in '79, right? Is that's the only it, player to only. do it. That's right. That's we'll amazing. get into that. You okay. know, save yeah. some of that for next week because uh, I know Mark. I know you get stories and stories and history. So uh, that's going to do it for us here. This episode twenty four, focusing on the Principal Charity Classic. Thanks again to Steve and Alex for stopping in or calling in and, and taking some time with us. Again, uh, head to their website, principalcharityclassic.com. Sign up to volunteer. Also purchase some tickets. Don't forget the the code, uh, sweet deal, S-U-I-T-E-D-E-A-L 23 to get some uh, discounts off your tickets there. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you next week.